everybody, it is uh, Fantasy Foes right here from Cloud 10 Podcast Network, Fantasy Executive Corey Parson, my main man Adam Ronan. Ronan, what's good with you, player? Doing well, man. I just can't believe we are here the last week of the regular season yeah, in most already. fantasy football leagues, man. It's just flown by, and uh, I got to say, for the most part, doing pretty well. Um, I actually am 17th overall in the FFWC online championship. Okay. So that team's Good got team. a shot. Yep. Silver Bullet uh, fell back a little bit, 48th overall. Um, actually, a couple of our boys are up there. Yeah, Joey doing, Brown. Oh, yeah. Joey Brown's in fifth, Engel right? Was, no, no, no. So, no, he's that's the prime time. Okay. So in the Silver Bullet, our boy Matt Modica is fourth overall. Nice. Scott Engel is ninth. Very good. I, you know, I had to get Scott back to, you know, I had to get Scott back to his good playing days. Now I need him to make fun of me so I can go on a run again. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm 48, so I'm second. So the guy in my league is first overall. Oh, the don't guy, you hate yeah. when that happens? Yeah, and yeah. I play him this week. So I'm looking to at least finish second in my league because that uh, I have the second most points in my league and the second best record. So that gets you some money. So um I don't think the team is strong enough to make it to the top. I'm weak at RB2, and um, I, I, Christian Watson, just when I was like, yes, baby, he's back, here we go, here it's his hamstring again. So if he's out, I kind of have a weak flex. I mean, unless Elijah Moore takes off with Joe Flacco, he would be the guy I replace him with. So bench is not great. I need my starting lineup to stay intact. Um, but – uh, yeah, overall, good year. I know the GST League, my team is bad. Not bad, it's mediocre. I'm not going to make players. I think you and Lawrence are, right? You yeah. guys, uh, when I checked the other day, you guys had a lot of points. Just yeah. like last year, though. And not, this not year we'll have a quarterback down the stretch. <laughs> yes. Uh, as you know, this is the last week that we model this league, the Greenwich Street Tavern League, owned by our buddy Chris Vaccaro. We model it after the High Stakes League. So in the High Stakes League's week 14 is the last week of the waiver wire. So uh, if you're going to the playoffs, you have to have your team set and – Unfortunately, you guys uh, had Jalen Hurts yeah. last year. You got hurt. You didn't have another quarterback. And you still, uh, I think, made the semis. They right? did pretty good. And it actually, it actually even was close. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. So we did discuss that this year. And we was talking this morning about um, getting the roster ready. And that's kind of where I'm glad you brought that up. But let me tell you right quick I got a, a team very similar to last year in Underdog Fantasy, Best Ball Resurrection, when they restarted the Best Ball. I've mm-hmm. talked about this team a couple times. This is a good team with uh, Hurts, C.J. Stroud, Mostert, Jerome Ford, Jalen Warren, Todd Spears, uh, A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, you know what I'm saying? But the team, the tight ends, are, was uh, Zach Ertz and um, another tight end that got hurt, right? So the team is still doing very good with no tight end. And I'm like, if we can get the tight end back, you know what I'm saying? Um, man, who are the two tight ends, Ronis, that's, that's – um, it's a tight end poster that's trying to get traded or something, right? Get it traded? Yes, Zach Ertz expense. You know, Zach Ertz. Not right. traded. Yeah. yeah, looking to sign with somebody. If Zach Ertz signs and gets on the field. Well, yeah, and you don't remember who the other tight end is? I can't remember who the other tight end was. Dude, I have a team in a best ball that's in second place. The quarterbacks are Ryan Tannehill and Deshaun Watson. You never know, son. You never know. How's it still in second, yeah, bro? You never know. I got I got a team with Jordan Love, like with like with like Jordan Love yeah, and Mac Jones. And the team was in like third. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. But at least your quarterback is active. I have two quarterbacks who aren't playing the rest of the year. That's wild, right? <laughs> that's know, crazy. I think I had like, you know, like probably Pittman and Lamb and uh, Nico Collins, so all those guys going off, but 
it's going to be almost impossible to win the league like that. I couldn't believe it. I didn't check it in a while. I'm like, oh, this team's in second. Let me see. Oh, shit. I have no quarterbacks. Cool. Okay, shut this one out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is wild sometimes in best ball. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, it's been a wild year. I think if you look at a lot of standings, it's all bunched up. Teams are close. And uh, this is a, you know, it's a big week. And, unfortunately, it's, it's looking pretty bleak right now for this week because a combination of factors. Number one, so many backup quarterbacks are going each yep. against each other. The Trevor Lawrence injury was brutal. I actually have him in a super flex league. I have him in a couple other leagues. He's not going to play this week. They can say whatever they want, a high ankle sprain. Now, maybe he does play next week. Uh, if you remember a couple weeks, uh, several weeks back, there was a he hurt his knee, and it was a Thursday night game against the Saints, and I couldn't believe he played. I think I might have benched him in a league, too, and then he rushed for like 60 yards that night. I'm like, what? I guess he's fine. So he tends to at least heal quicker, it seems, on the surface. But, man, we got a lot of backup quarterbacks facing each other. And a lot of low totals because it looks like there's going to be weather this weekend. Yep. And the totals are dropping rapidly, man. So it's something to keep in mind. Oh, my God. That Jags-Browns total is down to 30 and a half? That's, about, that's probably the lowest I've Holy. ever seen. Well, the Steelers-Patriots uh, Thursday night is 29 and 29 and a half. And which, a half. Yes. Dude, you couldn't pay me any money to take the over on that. Like, I was – like, what would you – what would it have to be before you say, you know what, I'm taking the over? 19 and a half right i'm no way like it go to 29 28 i'm not taking the over okay it's 30 i'm seeing now it's still 30 on most books jacksonville browns 30 and a half uh texans jets 33 the ravens where i know there could be weather rams ravens is 40 the weather for detroit where's the detroit game detroit chicago 43 that opened at 46 um so for uh yeah there's a lot of uh, low totals this week so oh yeah uh, there could be weather uh monday night at metlife for packers giants there's two monday night games total there is 37. so i can tell you this dfs everyone's gonna go to bill's chiefs 48 and a half because that is the only game that looks like it's going to be a high total obviously the highest total of the week Eagles Cowboys, uh, which is anywhere from 51 and a half to 53, depending on the book. That's the Sunday night game. So yeah, that's not a part of the main slate. I would look at the Chicago Bears too, though, because well, they Detroit is yeah, not the same the defensively. Weather, yeah, the yeah. Well, the weather in Chicago is going there. to so be a problem. Here's the thing yeah. I don't really worry about the weather until Saturday because you know this. We've lived on the, the New time. York weather is crazy. Like it'll say, oh, yeah, it's going to rain, and then it doesn't. So I'll wait, but the books are responding and these totals are dropping rapidly. So it's, it's more the wind and it looks like there's going to be 20 to 30 mile per hour winds in some of these spots. But again, it can change. So I don't want to go crazy yet. Yep. People are going to panic. Oh, do I start? I mean, here's the thing with these quarterbacks. Like, where are you going, bro? That's, like what, I was, that's what I was going to start this week. Which backups can you play? Right. Okay. So say you have Justin Fields and I do. Oh, it's going to be bad weather. Okay, so, okay, who are you starting? You're going to go with Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, Will <laughs> Levis over those guys? No, man. You, and at least with Fields, he runs, right? So with Fields, you could say, okay, fine. The tough one for me this week is C.J. Stroud. Yeah. The Jets just don't give up a lot against quarterbacks. I have Stroud in two leagues, but one, similar to you, Jalen Hurts is the other quarterback. So no discussion there. Hurts is in. No doubt. The other one is Stroud versus Fields. I'm going to go Fields. 
that's interesting right there, especially the way that uh, C.J. Stroud's been getting after it. It's going to take some guts to put him on the bench. Yeah, I understand that, but again, it comes down to what you have. And if you have Stroud, you potentially have a uh, a better starting quarterback because you either drafted Stroud late as a backup or you picked him up off waivers. True. So it's not like – now, again, if we're going to compare Stroud to Browning, yeah, you, obviously you're, you're playing Stroud. Um, but the Jets this year have allowed the sixth fewest fantasy points to the quarterback position. Now, they haven't really faced – well, Josh Allen did go off on them, 275, three touchdowns. Uh, but you see what they did. Dak Prescott had the second-best game. That was in week two, 255 and two touchdowns. Those are the only two quarterbacks this year. Oh, and Russell Wilson to throw multiple touchdowns against the Jets this year. And Russell Wilson had 196, two touchdowns in that game, uh, rushed for 49. So Jets have been – even Tua. Tua had 243 and one touchdown with two picks. So they've been really good. And Tank Dell, I think, hurts him a little bit. Uh, I, I want to see Noah Brown get healthy. I still have faith in him, and I did pick him up in a league where I dropped him last week uh, because I had uh, tough decisions to make. I wound up dropping him, but I paid money to get him back today. But it's not a great matchup for Stroud. And, again, there could be weather issues there as well. So it's a tough week, man, because uh, people need wins to get in. And you're not loving the quarterbacks this week, uh, especially, again, we have – so many backups. Like the last, the last ten running backs. Your rankings are all backups, essentially. Um, let me ask you this: Can you, uh, when you look at this week's quarterbacks, right? Um, like you do, you do, do you do weekly rankings in the messenger.com? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, they, so your, your rankings Thursday, will be there. Thursday right. morning. So the rankings yeah. will be there. So then, there you go. You can check out Ronus's rankings. Help you if you got some quarterback issues you're trying to figure out this week. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about, being that we are at this time of the year, what would be your advice to guys going into the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you need to be – what needs to be on your roster? What do you need to do so you can have a successful uh, final few weeks? Yeah, you want to have as many backup running backs on your roster as possible. We just saw it a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ta- Jonathan Taylor goes down. Boom, Zach Boss. And I know there were people that dropped him because he had two weeks where – he didn't play a lot of snaps. Then he had a bye. He might have been cut there. Um, we've seen it with, uh, well, Tajay Spears, potentially. Uh, Derrick Henry took a vicious hit. Then they said he was a good cushion protocol. Vrabel said he's not. Okay, cool. But you saw when Henry left the game, Spears got a massive workload. And there's still a chance down the stretch. I mean, I don't know if they go away from Henry, but they're, they're massive dogs this week, yeah. Monday night. Against the Dolphins, they're 13-point uh, underdogs. We've seen in this situation, Spears plays the second half. Now, you're not starting him this week, but, you know, you want to have him on your roster. So I want as many backup running backs. You know, those fourth, fifth wide receivers that you're probably not going to start, especially since two bye weeks left this week, Arizona-Washington, that's it. So you don't have bye week issues to worry. You just want as many lottery tickets at that running back position. You never know who can get hurt. You know, it looked like Travis Etienne might be banged up. He played, but Dearness Johnson, that's a good example. You want all those guys on your roster because you never know when one of them could take over uh, with an injury. So that's what I want on my bench. I typically, I, I'm, again, it depends on the depth of your league. I'm more willing to have two defenses at this point. Yeah. You know, because if you want to play the matchups, like the Cowboys don't have good matchups, man. Not going you know, down like the stretch, the Cow- they don't. 
Right. Like, you've been riding the Cowboys' defense. Like, oh, they come through every week. Uh, yeah, they've also been beating up on some shitty teams. Uh, that's not the case now. Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. Do you feel good about that? I mean, yes. Can they get turnovers and sacks? Sure. But that is a tough, tough stretch. I mean, those are some of the, the best offenses in the NFL. So, uh, I probably would go in a different direction. The Texans have a really good stretch upcoming. They get the Titans twice. They have the Jets this week. There's a lot of, like, Atlanta, uh, Indianapolis. There's a lot of, like, off, uh, defenses that you're like, yeah, I don't know, that have good matchups. So I don't mind having two. Um, I will say this. In the leagues with team kicker, I probably have one. Because you know at least, hey, if your kicker gets hurt, <laughs> someone else is going to kick. Now he's probably going to be worse, but <laughs> in the past – you know, in the, in, in the past, in those high-stakes leagues where, you know, waiver shuts off week 14, you had you wanted two kickers. Remember when they did – but some of these um, – some of them do team kickers Team now. kickers Actually, now is kind of the way to go post-COVID, you know what I'm saying? Right, FFF, team FFWC does it and NFFC does it. They do team kickers. Yep. Wait, no, NFFC doesn't, right? I believe NFFC does team kickers, Ron. They do, right? Yeah. They do. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was looking at my team today for the playoff run. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get a kicker because I have um, San Francisco's kicker. Yeah, they do. So I'm just going to ride that out with one. So I got the Terminex people outside. Hopefully they, you know, all right. Oh boy. Go ahead. This is, this is not a call I normally get in the middle of the day, but, um, but let's get into this week's uh, action. Let's get into this week's slate Ronis. Um, you mentioned um, the Texans and the Jets. Uh, you know, it's, what is going on in New York? They, they've mismanaged, mismanaged this guy terribly. Yeah, Zach Wilson will start this week once again. Uh, just uh, we heard that he didn't want to start. He wasn't going to play. And then the Jets named him a starter here on Wednesday afternoon. So, look, yeah, uh, it should help him a little bit because what? we know that he'll get the ball to Garrett Wilson. And it should help Brees Hall a little bit. Uh, they were getting terrible quarterback play from a Tim Boyle. Guy. It was just awful. And then Simeon, when he came <laughs> in, right. it was just I'm, a disaster. I'm, I'm so I'll call you back. <laughs> it should help uh, a little bit here. But the Texans have been on a roll. They're good defensive players wow. right now. So it should be a pretty good spot here for the Texans. Interesting. I, it's my turn to talk. I talk. I holler back. All right. Uh, here we go. I am back, son. Yeah, son. I mean, just a disastrous situation, you know what I mean? So we'll see what is uh, lies ahead uh, for that organization. They can't seem to get out their own way, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they're mentally going to respond here. Uh, the defense has obviously played very well for them. They have not been able to move the ball. I mean, you just bet, like, punt on every drive for the Jets. You probably made a lot of money this year. Uh, but but it's a, it is a tough spot for the Texans, though. I mean, Stroud has come back a little bit. He has thrown some interceptions. So it is – Jets might be able to keep this close. I haven't decided yet. I, I mean, I don't – I don't see – it's hard to bet on the Jets right now. Yeah, you, it's very difficult. But this is, not a, this is not an easy spot here for the Texans. It's not like the Texans are some juggernaut, like, oh, yeah, they're 2-3 and three on the road. Got a, a rookie quarterback who has played very well. I mean – they, they survived Denver last week. I mean, they got three interceptions. Their defense has played better. Uh, and Tank Dell is, is is a pretty big loss for the offense. You know, I love Nico Collins, and maybe Noah Brown can step in. I did see Dalton Schultz is practicing on a Wednesday. Uh, that's a little surprising. Yeah. They could certainly use him. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it, this is not going to be an easy spot here for the Texans. 
Yeah, no doubt. I definitely agree with you on that one right there. So it's going to be a, a tough look for the Texans. And that Tank Dell injury, uh, he was having a great year. So, you know what I'm saying? That one uh, is a little bit concerning. Now, Indianapolis and Cincinnati, this is a big game right here this weekend in the AFC. Gardner Minshew hanging on. Speaking of the Jets, the, one of the things the Jets got to do, improve their offensive line, and they got to get a backup quarterback in there. Um, a good one, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Minshew came through. He held it down for Anthony Richardson all season long. He's got this team in playoff position this week. They got to go to the Bengals. They're laying a point and a half just like they were last week. Um, Browning looked good this past week. You know what I'm saying? Zach Taylor got the job done, so you got to give him their props for that. Now, I just think that, boy, Ron, I really don't want nothing to do. This is one of those you can tease both team spot. You can tease the Colts. You can tease the Bengals. That's the way I look at it. But um, nothing I want to get involved with right here as far as wagering on this game between these two teams. I'd lean towards the Colts. Now, again, this is another one where weather could be an issue. I'm very interested to see how Browning responds because we've seen this from some of these backup quarterbacks. They can come in and have a good game. And the, the reason why they're backups is they can't repeat it. We saw this with Will Levis. Now, exactly. I know he's a rookie, right? He came in, four passing touchdowns. He has not looked the same since. Man, uh, he holds the ball in the pocket for oh, a dude, long yeah. time, son. At least Browning got the ball to Jamar Chase. I think that's the biggest takeaway. He's like, all right, fine. At least, you know, he's getting it to Chase. Because I at least feel a little bit better now. Because I have Chase in some critical leagues, and I was really worried. I'm like, damn, man. Because if you remember early in that game, it was all short passes. I mm -hmm. joked. I was like, oh, Chase is on pace for seven catches for nine yards. Uh, but then they finally opened up. I, I like the game plan. I like what they did. They did a really good job. Uh, but the Colts here, their weakness is the secondary. But that could be taken away if we are seeing winds of 20, 25 miles per hour at rate. That, that could really hurt. Also, the Colts are going to get their nose tackle Grover Stewart back from suspension. Their run defense was top 10 when he was there. It wasn't as good. So The he's Bengals don't back. run the ball anyway, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to try with Mixon, and I know he had a couple touchdowns, but Chase Brown looked good, man. The yeah, he did. Came in. He had nine carries. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Like, this is not, like, one that I'm running to the window to bet, but I – do lean the Colts right now. Atlanta sitting in first place in the NFC South. They welcome Tampa into the building this weekend. Really, every NFC South game is going to be from for, from, for, 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 for first place coming down the stretch. Tampa, two and a half point home favorites. Tampa can be, I mean, excuse me, Atlanta can be very shaky at home, but they have been good so far this year. Um, Tampa, outside of Mike Evans, son, they just is like a bunch of, uh, you know what I mean? Then so is Atlanta, but this is going to be an NFC South game. So it's going to be turnovers, it's going to be a lot of poor play, and it's probably going to be a young hoe kick at the end. Yeah, Atlanta, they got to win this game. I mean, they're in a good spot now, uh, two games ahead of the Saints. So they get this win, and it puts them in an even better spot. Uh, yeah, Rashad White is the only other Tampa True. player that you can start for fantasy. He's not efficient on the ground, but he's catching a lot of passes. He's getting touchdowns. He's on the field a lot, and he's getting – Massive volume. So that's what you want from a running back. Chris Godwin is doing nothing. I know he had a neck injury last week and was limited by it. He didn't have a catch. He did have a rushing touchdown. But, man, I don't know. It's hard to play that guy right now. And I do have him in a league. I benched him last week. And um, I'm probably going to bench him again. I just don't see how I could play him right now. So Atlanta, look, you want Bijan Robinson. He has been getting more touches. I had a prop on him last week, over 81 and a half rushing and receiving yards. He had 79. <laughs> huh. So, uh, but yeah, massive volume for him. But yeah, you, you just can't feel Lawrence, you know how close this, this week I've come 
this, I mean, last, this like every night, like Sunday from like, from like last Saturday up, up until I didn't play last night, but up until the other night, son, every prize picks better underdog, whatever you want, where you play the fit, the pick style fantasy games, not one player away and like one point away. You know what I'm saying? That dude, that is how it goes. Son, it's, almost like the lo- it's almost like the lottery, son. It's like it keep you coming back. Yeah, like I'll I'll hit a I'll hit a parlay here and there, um, you know, like a five leg parlay here and there. But like last night, I got I'm talking Tuesday night. Jalen Brunson is the one who got me. Um, I missed uh, I think a four leg parlay because of Brunson. Uh, I, I had him to score 30. He scored 24. I played his points and assists over 32 and a half. He had 30. So, yeah. And then football on Sunday, I, Ramondre Stevenson is the one that crushed me because I had his over 14 and a half carries and over 16 and a half rushing yards. He was going to destroy it. He had nine for 39 in the first quarter. <laughs> and then he gets hurt. Yep. So, you know, those I'm like, all right, whatever. It was the right read. He gets hurt. What are you going to do? It happens, unfortunately. But it does feel that way when you're doing like a four or five leg parlay. It's usually one leg that comes up just short. And it'll be like one leg by one point, pain in the butt. Yeah, but that's you know, the worst. Yeah. Uh, Carolina and New Orleans, more NFC South um, foolishness. So we're getting Jameis this week, right? We better because I just spent money on him in a super flex league where I lost Trevor Lawrence. So. I'm hoping it's Winston. Now here's uh, the deal. I gotta think it is. It's a second concussion in like four weeks for Carr. Here's the deal. The idea of Jameis Winston coming in and getting the offense open is a good idea, but you know it don't happen. Oh, I know. He's gonna let's look. He's gonna make some throws. Yep. That you're like, oh wow, and then you're gonna be like, what are you doing? Like so, the idea of Jameis Winston is better than Jameis Winston. <laughs> right, we've seen it. He had that 30-30 season, and not yeah. the good 30-30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. <laughs> uh, I did have him that year, and he did help me in fantasy. Oh, he was a gunslinger so, for fantasy. As long as you're not penalized heavily for interceptions and fumbles, you can live with him. A spit well more as a second quarterback in a super flex league. Man, I don't know, like. Oh man, the Panthers, bro. I just they're so bad, bro. Now they get they, no... they they had the five and a half last week, right? But it went down to three and a half, so I got off it. They're gonna finish around five and a half this week. And listen, that that road five and a half has been killing all year. I can't get yeah, behind probably, I can't get behind Carolina. Take... <sighs> if I had to play it, I would take Carolina. I would trust the number and take Carolina right. in, in the divisional the same... game. But yeah, the Saints son, are just man. Saints are just brutal, man. They just as bad as Carolina almost. You know what I'm saying? At least they can move the ball a little bit better than Carolina. And the Panthers defense has played pretty well. well they got all them first rounders on the defensive yeah. line. Damn, this team is a good team until Frank Wright got there, son. Uh, I think it's you could say that, but I also think Bryce Young doesn't have weapons. I know he has not played well, but like really, Adam Thielen is your number one, and you're seeing he is dying quickly you know he looked like the best fantasy value and now you're like can i play this guy yeah no that had that 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 went away quickly yeah so oh wait atlanta only has a game lead why did i think it was two and they're damn so tampa bay could tie them with a win yeah this is oh my god and you know me if i ever wait did they play each other yet hold on they did oh and the falcons won 16 13 wow so if tampa wins Technically, they're tied for first. They'd be one and one against each other, and they'd each be three and one in the division. 
and then conference the next tiebreaker is conference. And Tampa, if they win, is five and four. Atlanta's four and four. Tampa goes to first place if they win. Wait, but then what would be? Yeah, because no. As a Cowboy fan, who would you rather play in the wild card round? It don't really make a difference. Uh, honestly, it doesn't. Uh, probably. Probably Atlanta, because if they have to play from behind, I have more faith in Desmond Ritter fucking it up. Yeah, I agree. Than Baker. And it's closer. I mean, Baker I can't go. do, but. So, yeah, I mean, New Orleans, though, could make it a three-way tie. And the thing win. about New but Orleans, have Dallas a, historically plays very well in New Orleans. Honestly, it doesn't matter. If Dallas loses to one of those teams, then they don't deserve Everybody to got to go, Ronis. Let me ask you this. Would you do Bill Belichick? Um, I mean, as a head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, not. <laughs> well, I, would, if I, if that, not, I wouldn't ponder not, that not, fucking question. The answer would be no. Not clap his cheeks, Ronis. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're thinking because that's what you want. You're like, I wonder if he feels the same way as me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That's not my style. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, listen, uh, if Mike McCarthy can't get it done, if, like, no, no, when I say if he go to. Okay, if Dallas loses in the divisional round to San Francisco or Philadelphia, would you replace Mike McCarthy? Uh, to be honest, if they lose to San Francisco, I can't really criticize them for it. I think they're the best team. I think they're better. I they agree. Are. The problem is when you just look stagnant. at you don't you yes, don't move there you it's go. Like you You're not to, moving exactly. Right. That's what worries me about. Well, not worries me because I'm not Jerry Jones, but I'm saying if I'm Mike McCarthy. Look at, um, what's your man in Phoenix? Monty Williams, right? Yeah. He comes to mind. There's a couple other coaches. They get to yeah, that place that, where they plateau, and they're good that, coaches, but you got to move on. But I think in the uh, NBA, it's more the players have more pull. Oh, no doubt. 100%. So if they say, hey, like if the star player goes, hey, you know, we need a different coach, he's gone. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it so many times over the last several years. In, in the NBA, that definitely is the case. And – and the NFL, like, if, if Dak Prescott go to Jerry Jones, like, we got to get rid of uh, Mike McCarthy, and <laughs> Jerry going to be like, now, come on now, Dak. I don't <laughs> that's you, Jack, come Dak. Come on, man. You that, just, that's you, my guy. Yeah, you just throw the football, Dak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Try to get you some glory hole while you're at it. <laughs> you go on now, be a good father. I heard you having a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't worry about what we doing up here, Dak. <laughs> if she's ever on the pole, let me know. I'll come watch. <laughs> Gerald, I love my Cowboys. All right, Dak. Now go and run back downstairs with the other boys. <laughs> go make me some money now. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Don't worry about what us grown-ups are doing up here, Dak. <laughs> um, Dak Prescott, MVP candidate? Man, is he a candidate? Yes, but here's my problem with this award. It's every week it's a new guy. It's whoever is the hot player of the week. Like, if they don't win the division, how are you going to give Dak this award? I, I don't if he just beats up on all bad teams. Now, he's got to beat Philly this week. For, let me say this. There is no excuse for the Cowboys to lose this game. I don't want to fucking hear it. I'm objective, okay? Uh, last week was an awful – I think we talked about it. I think we both liked San Francisco yep. last week, right? I know. It was an awful spot for Philly. Philly just went through Dallas – Kansas City, Buffalo, then 
the 49ers played on Thanksgiving, had extra rest. The yes. Eagles were coming off an overtime game against the Bills when the defense was on the field for 92 plays. That was a brutal spot for Philly. And you know I hate Philly, so I'm not making excuses. Definitely not, but everybody – that was an easy place to take San Francisco. Yes, mm -hmm. it was. Now, this week, there's no excuse for Dallas. This is the third straight home game for Dallas. They've had two games in a row on Thursday. They've had extra rest. You, I can't remember the stat, but teams who, after they play San Francisco, they do horribly because they're a physical team. They beat you up. There's no excuse for Dallas to lose this game. None. They have to win this game. And that – Minus three and a half has been a very good number for favorites this year. So the the, the books are telling you that Philadelphia is in a bad yeah, spot this they week. They want yeah. you to take Philly. Yeah. They want you. Yeah. That's just so like last you week, see I that three and a half with the hook with Philadelphia, that's like, oh boy, that's gonna be a Philadelphia. That's the, the sports books want you to make that wager. Just yeah, like they, they did last week. Last week, exactly. I heard some people like uh, not many. The smart people knew that San Francisco was likely winning that game just because of many of the reasons I gave you before the motivation, what happened the year before. just a, And again, they were just in a better spot. People were like, I can't believe Philly's an underdog at home with the record. Dude, it don't work like that, man. Nope. That's not what it's about. And nah, hopefully spots. you weren't stupid and put all your money on Philly in that spot. Yeah, hopefully that was not the case. Um, You talked about that weather issue in Chicago. I'm looking at this live board right now. That number is moving right now. That total just dropped 42 and a half. So, uh, so that number is moving uh, down um, with these two teams right here. Um, Ronis, the Lions is not playing as good as they were earlier this year. Well, There's, defensively, especially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're winning the games, but this look, is this is going to be a. Uh, it's going to be a tough spot I, for the Lions. I'd probably take the Bears here. Me too. With the, with the hook. What is it still? Is it three and a half? You got you got three and a halfs out there, but the the two three yeah. Circa has a three and a half, mm -hmm. and ESPN Bet has a three and a half, and they're both juiced to one twenty. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably take the three and a half. The one thing is, okay, so Goff on the road and outdoors and the winds, yeah, this is going to be a disaster for him. So this is probably, I think this is going to be the worst conditions that they've played with probably all year. I know down the stretch they pretty much have a lot of dome games, even the road games. So uh, they're obviously going to try and run the ball a lot. Bears defense has been solid against the run. They've, been, they've played a lot better lately um, on on the defensive side of the Bears. So I, I think the Bears could actually win this game, yeah, too. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as you. I think the Bears are live in this spot right here. Um, to be 100% honest with you, I do think the Bears are live right here. Yes, but again, the Lions are built uh, to run the ball with Montgomery and Gibbs. But, you know, if Goff has to make a play, uh, in these conditions, it's going to be a problem. I mean, same could be said for Fields, but Fields is going to run. So, yeah, it just sucks, man, because you want to play. I mean, you're going to have you're going to play Amon Ross St. Brown. You're going to play Laporta, but it's not an ideal uh, conditions for those nope, guys. Not not a great situation right here. So that's something to keep an eye on as we move throughout the course of the of the week. Uh, what else do we have going on? Uh, Ravens and uh, Rams. Ravens laying seven. Got seven and a half out there. Uh, in midweek, we're talking um, over 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 the Rams. <laughs> Baltimore could blow the Ravens. I mean, Baltimore could blow Los Angeles out. Or they can screw around and beat them by three points. Or they can take a 14-point lead into the fourth quarter and lose the game by three points. Yeah, man, they are such a difficult team to figure out because we've seen them blow many games this year. Uh, they were trying to blow the Charger game. 
Yeah. Oh, my God. That was an abysmal game. Wasn't that the game that the Chargers turned it over like four times and we're still in it? Yeah. They did, yeah, I think. I think I would take the Rams with the points. They're playing a lot better, uh, especially if I get the hook. You see a seven and a half out there? Seven and a half at FanDuel right now. Yeah, I think I would I would do that. Yeah. I would take the seven and a half. Uh, again, I like Baltimore a lot. They're coming off a bye, but they just have a tendency to keep teams in the game. Yep. Kyron Williams, bro, thank you. Love that guy for fantasy. My goodness, man, just massive volume. I know it's a tough matchup, but I'm playing him because – yeah, he might get 15 carries for 40 yards, but he'll catch five passes. Maybe he finds the end zone. Uh, that was a great late-round pick. I'm just so glad I have him in so many leagues. He's been ridiculous. I'm glad he's back. Please stay healthy until at least week 17. Week 18, I don't care what you do. You can stay home, but uh, at least play up until week 17. Seattle and San Francisco, division rivals. 49ers laying 10.5 at home. I, won't, I don't mind going to Seattle getting the hook with 10.5. I think so, too, because everyone's going to be like, 49ers. oh, yep. it's San Francisco, look good. They just beat them two weeks ago in Seattle. Maybe a little bit of a letdown spot. Seattle played well against Dallas, man. I, I was stunned, man. They yeah. played well against Dallas. Why? Here's my question. How come they can't do that with DK Metcalf every week? Unbelievable, right? Yeah, the dude was covered on one of the plays and made the play. Like, why aren't you getting they the ball to him? They saw something in Dallas's defense that said you can pick on Deron Bland. Well, yeah, I mean he gambles a little bit. That's why he has the pick sixes. Exactly. But still, though. But why? Look at what DK and I know Geno has been up and down. Oh boy, I made a mistake, bro. I I dropped Geno Smith last week. I, I didn't did want to too. Play him against Dallas. <laughs> yeah, but you know who I went with? <laughs> Who'd you go with? Kenny Pickett. Oh God! And then that yeah. was that was a disaster. And then he, he gets got hurt. hurt. Yep. I still won, and I think. Uh, it was FFWC. I'm in three online championships. All of them as of today are in, but a couple of them this week could come down to points. So hopefully it doesn't burn me. But look at Metcalf, man. Like, there's just too many. The 49ers, three for 32. Baltimore, one for 50 on four targets. That was I mean, terrible. there's too many weeks like that. That was only his second 100-yard game season. this season. Mm -hmm. How, bro? You saw him break away with the speed. Um I know they were. I was watching the uh, Miami Dolphins hard knock in season last night, and they were talking about Metcalf. They were like, "Oh wow, did you see that over 22 miles per hour?" Like Tariq, you haven't even done that this year. So, I mean, when he caught that pass, bro, he was out. He was out, son. He was boogieing. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked like the I fox. Just, he like remember the fox had the robot. He looked like the robot, yeah, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how we're not like getting him the ball every week more. He has 49 receptions this year. Yeah. 49. That is inexcusable. Yeah, they need to go to a new offensive coordinator in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? This was a year that they were supposed to be a little bit better than this. Gino did regress. Uh, yeah. But still, you know what I'm saying? They, dude, they might – I don't. they're not going to make the playoffs. They might not man. make the playoffs. Man, the Packers are hot right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and their schedule is way easier. So the uh, Seattle has at San Fran, home to Philly – at Tennessee, home to Pittsburgh, at Arizona. So they should win the last three. Um, I'm assuming they're going to – I don't know. Can you think? Do you think they could beat San Fran or Philly, one of them? Maybe, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So if they do get that, then that could potentially get them to 10. If they lose both, you're probably looking at 9 and 8, which can still get you in. And I mean, the Minnesota NFC. can yeah. flop. I mean, everyone's – Green Bay, though, this is a spot I could see them – Fucking up against the Giants. That would be terrible. I know the Giants are bad, but, like, you've won three in a row. People are talking about you now. You're supposed to win. They haven't been in a spot like that this year. 
So check this it's out. It's on the road. Could be bad weather. This is the key to this, right? The Giants are starting Tommy DeVito. Yeah. And you say, oh, well, that's what is, how is that the key? The players like Tommy DeVito. The players like playing for Tommy DeVito. He gives them optimism. He gives them hope. I understand Tyrod was upset because Tyrod's not playing this week. But if you would have sent Tyrod out there, I don't think they would have, the Giants went, I, I think that it would have been a spot where, I like. I think they rally around um, DeVito. The one thing is he takes a ton of sacks, man. A ton. So that could lead to a, a turnover. Um I mean, look, he played well against the Commanders, but everyone does, right? I mean, who doesn't throw so five thousand yards versus the Commanders when they traded when they traded the defensive lineman? You're trading away our defense. The defense is thirty first. Jesus, dude. The Christ. last four games, look at the sacks for Devito. He's taken six, nine, five, and six. Can the Packers so, get after the quarterback though? Uh, yeah, I think they can. I th- they're a good streaming defense this week. I mean, there's a few. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to back the Giants. I just could see this be a spot where everyone's Green Bay, Green Bay, they're making a run, they look great, and then they kind of slow down, especially if the weather's bad. It's on the road. Giants are coming off a bye. Again, I don't know what I'm doing yet because, like, you, early it feels in the risky yeah. taking the Giants plus six, but uh, I'm not automatically going, oh, yeah, Green Bay for sure. Like, if, if, get it. If my man Cliff is listening, he was telling me, uh, these, this, this, this is the typical Giant fan for you. He was telling me he was rooting for the Cowboys, and he was rooting for the Niners and the Cowboys to knock the Eagles off so the Giants can get back into the playoff race. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so they can beat Philly twice, right, in the last three weeks? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then play them in the playoffs and lose by 100. Um, Bills and Chiefs, marquee matchup this week. Got one and a half for the Chiefs. Got a couple twos out there, too. ESPN bet is is already going to two. To me, this is a smash spot for the Chiefs. I'm on the Bills. Really? Why? Uh, They're coming off a bye. I think they've had some bad luck. And how many times have you said this is a smash spot for the Chiefs this year and they don't come through? But see, this is different. Well. Why? Because this is, to me, this game is Buffalo's. It's Kansas City offense. This game is Kansas City's defense versus Buffalo's offense. And I think yeah, Kansas City Buffalo's offense has Buffalo's offense has picked it up the last few weeks. You saw what they did against the Jets. I mentioned how no one has really done anything against the Jets defense. And he had three touchdowns. They're coming off a bye. Dude, this is the Bills are fighting for the playoff life here. Yeah. Uh, they have the Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins. And they're probably gonna have to win four. They have a lot of rest. Kansas City played road game on Sunday night. They look terrible, bro. I'm sorry. They can tell me the penalties and all that. This offense is not. It's, oh, no, it's not it's playing close. well. Yeah. Dude, but like, Buffalo's defense has not been great since they lost those two starters in London. I understand that, but. They're not the same I'm team. Taking Bu- I'm taking Buffalo, man. I think they need this game, and I know it's tough going against Mahomes at home. I think Buffalo wins this game. All right, Broncos, Chargers. I can't get behind any one of these teams, Ronis. This is so disgusting. Uh, you scored yeah. six, like the Patriots. They, you know, knew, the Chargers looked just as bad as the Patriots last week, and they got yeah, and they got Justin Herbert. Uh 
he has no weapons right, right now, man. He has Keenan Allen, and that's it. Quentin Johnston stinks. Oh, my I know God. He, had, he was What do you have, like 52 yards? But he dropped another key third down pass in the red zone. Uh, the week before, he had a terrible drop. I can't take the Chargers as favorites. Um, no. You can't. Uh, there's no home field advantage. I think I don't think the Broncos are that good either. Everyone was like riding them because of the winning streak. I I liked the Texans last week. Uh, yeah, this is a terrible game. Um, I would take I would take the points if I have to bet. Because the, if the Chargers do win, they're going to win by a field goal. So there you go. We've already discussed Dallas and Philadelphia and the uh, in the other game between the Packers and Giants. Two Monday night games this week. Tennessee and Miami is the other one. This it's you know Miami's laying 13, 13 and a half. I'm not laying that number. Um, but, you know, Tennessee is really just getting ready for next year. Yeah, I mean, how are they going to slow down this Dolphins team right now? Um, and Jeffrey Simmons is probably going to be out. Uh, their top run stopper. There you go. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, they're trying to get Tyreek uh, 2,000 yards. And, you know, he's barely played. If you look at his stats, he's done nothing in the fourth quarter because they've had so many blowouts. <laughs> and their, def- you know, their defense is getting a lot better. I know they played Washington, but people were like, oh, Howell's going to be playing from behind. He'll put up numbers in garbage time. No, no man. Uh-uh. Terry McLaurin had nothing. Uh, I don't ever want to hear about Rand- Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson as a fantasy option again. Dude, McLaurin does the same thing every year. People draft him as a top 20 receiver, and he finishes, like, in the 25 to 30 range. Yeah. It's just not happening, man. He's a good player, but for fantasy, he's no. overrated. They're overrated just, for fantasy. It's not there. 100%. You but know the Dolphins' saying? defense, though, I'll say is improving, man. With, with Jalen Ramsey back there, I know they lost uh, Jalen Phillips, which was a, a tough loss. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, there's no way I could take the points with Tennessee. No, uh-uh. You, you got to just let it, let, it, let it fly or, you know At what I'm saying? At least we get to see Tyreek. Kill in a fun offense in prime time and yeah, uh, Devon Achan, especially against that Tennessee second secondary. Yeah, so oh my goodness, yeah. I mean, I don't even know. I did take Tyree Kill over a hundred one and a half receiving yards last week, and I typically don't do that, but I'm like, come on, man, he's gonna smash this. Uh, I haven't even seen as the prop out yet. Like, wh- like I don't even know if there's a number right now where you go, yeah, I'm taking the under on him. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't pro- take for the real. Under. Like one ten, one oh nine, I wouldn't take the under. Yeah. No, neither would I, man. I mean, this dude is just balling. Let's see. Oh, it's 104 and a half. Wow. That's you know what the other one took? And I'm, I, I realized this last week. I said, you know what? I'm, such, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I take his longest reception against Washington? It's 30 and a half yards. Like, that's – let me see. You're going to hit that every week against Washington. Right. I mean, and Tennessee too, man. Like, he just gets behind. If Especially if he's in man, forget it. Like, who's stopping him, man? Yep. I would look so, at Nico longest oh, yeah. reception as well. Yeah, but the problem is it's the Jets. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. Because he normally – and then, you know, he'll get some more looks down the field now. Um, no, so, Tyreek has played, what, uh, 12 games. He's gone over 30 and a half receiving uh, longest reception in 8 of 12 games. And the games he didn't get there was Kansas City, good defense in Germany. Philly, not a good defense, but um, – Buffalo in that blowout and week two against New England. And we know kind of how Belichick likes to take away the top option. So if you're scared of the yards or the receptions, 30 and a half longest reception, I think that's not a bad play. But I, I think I'd play the 104 and a half. He's gone over that in four, five, six, seven of 12 games. And when he goes over it, he obliterates yeah, it. Yeah, he's going to smash it. 
Uh, before we get out of here, Ron, because for some odd reason, Terminex is still outside my house. Like, Tell them to go away. Yeah, what are you doing? The, the work is outside the house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why are you still sitting in the yard? Um, but any, any, you, you're not a big college football guy, but any thoughts on the college football playoff? I mean, I follow it, but it's, I'm not like my, it's not my level of expertise. Look, I understand people upset that Florida state didn't get in, but it would have been a bad game. Had they got <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, right? They would have been like, what? Right. They're uh, a 14 the, point underdog in the orange bowl. You know, the orange bowl right. is in Florida. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, look, it's more, it's more about the system. And I know it's gonna next year expands to eight, right? Yeah, next year next year it goes yeah, to twelve. So, twelve, okay. So then so team th- thirteen th- is gonna have the beef next year. Yeah, I mean if they thirteen, come on, let's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I understand I, I mean Georgia being left out though. That's man, the that's right? that's the point, yeah. Ron, is Georgia shouldn't have yeah. been left out. So I they they, they the put Texas in they put Texas in because Texas beat Alabama beat in Alabama, week right. two. In week right. two, Ronas. Right. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know what yeah, Alabama would do to Texas now? They destroy them. They would destroy them. Ronan, See, if you that's... was to put, if you was next year, like say you had the twelve teams system this year, the last, the final game would be Georgia versus Alabama. Oh, you're saying if they, if this was a twelve that team would be the playoff, championship. the championship would be Georgia versus Alabama. Yeah, that's what I thought. Like. Georgia, to me, I'm like, wait a second. They've been, like, the best team in college football. For three years. Right. And they lost one game the last week of the season to a very good Alabama team. Here's the crazy part. Imagine Auburn pulled that win off over Alabama. If Auburn would have pulled that off. And then Alabama comes win that next week, then what do you do then? You know what I'm saying? That would have been crazy. they wouldn't. They would have had two losses. They wouldn't have put them in. Right? They wouldn't. I mean, have, I they would, they would have had two losses, couldn't. but they'd have been an SEC champion. But they wouldn't yeah, have put yeah, a two-loss champion in. But then, can you put Georgia in? They would have put. My guess is they would have put Georgia in. The, your Florida State right? would have still probably got shafted. If you know. Again, but here's I mean, the thing: again, they don't have their quarterback. Right. Right. And you saw how they struggled against Louisville. Yeah. Come on. Now. See, this is the problem. Like, do you want the four best teams, or do you want to be fair based on? If you got the four best teams, season. the four best teams is Michigan, Washington, Alabama, and Georgia. Right. But the reason why they put Texas in is because they beat Bama, right? Texas Texas basically brought Alabama in because they beat them in so, week two. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, at you least know what they're I'm getting saying? rid of The Jets system. was 1-0 oh in week two. <laughs> <laughs> so... People keep saying, oh, the Cowboys didn't beat no team with a winning record. Oh, they beat the Jets. The Jets was 1-0 and Dallas beat them. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we all know, like, Dallas is a very good team. It's just they're probably – look, they could have beat Philly, and I know could have and all that shit don't matter. Look, again, there's no excuse this week. Go beat Philly. Yep. If they lose to Philly, bro, then just, – Just I, go ahead and just prepare me for January 19th or whenever that is at 4 o'clock when, when the season comes to an end. Like, so who, if, I know we talked about this a little bit last week. Who would you vote for for MVP right now? Man, this is, the MVP is very tough this year. It, it really is. To me. None of the quarterbacks deserve it. I don't think so either, but consistently, Jalen Hurts has been the best player, right? But, like, you, why isn't nobody talking about Brock Purdy? Oh, he's there, bro. You didn't see he the He moved offense. up finally. Okay, he finally moved up. 
I mean, you listen, Christian McCaffrey is not going to run for 2,000 yards, which is really a criteria for the running back. Wide receiver is never going to get it, so Tyreek Hill can forget about it. But Christian McCaffrey has probably been the best player in the league. I think it's Tyreek. I think I'd, if I had to vote, it would be Tyreek for a non-position player. And right now, the offensive player of the awards on DraftKings, Tyreek Hill's favored, minus 175. McCaffrey's plus 135. CeeDee Lamb's plus 2,000. Oh, CeeDee Lamb got there. Okay. Yeah. He um, CeeDee Lamb got lower odds than A.J. Brown? Yeah. Really? A.J. Brown's plus 2,500. Lamb is probably... I mean, Brown's had a couple of down games recently. Yeah, he has. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he still has Devonta Smith. Goddard looks like he's going to play this week. So, if for Dallas, it's all CeeDee Lamb. So, look, there's – it's so hey, funny, though. This is – apparently, Terminex need me to do something. So, all we're right. going to end the podcast right here. You know what I'm saying? For my man Adam Ronis, Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, we out.